Well, let's turn to Matthew 11, verse 28 this morning. Matthew 11, verse 28. It says, Come to me, this is Jesus speaking. He said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, this is Jesus speaking, and this word applies to us. Let's read verse 28 again. He said, Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In Matthew, uh, same verse in the Amplified Classic, It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Is that, uh, would that ever apply in this day and age we're living in? You don't have to raise your hand. Everybody, everybody experiences pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the world, and there's a lot going on. Talk about being heavy laden and overburdened. Uh, there's a lot of that. But Jesus said, come to me if you're like that. I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Notice that. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed or blessed quiet for your souls. Verse 34, my yoke is wholesome, it's useful, it's good, it's not harsh, it's not hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be born. There's a lot there. It's a really good verse just to have somewhere that you can look over periodically. But there's a lot, especially like this in, this, in the Amplified Classic. But Jesus is saying, look, are you, we're going to read through some of that, I believe, parts of it again. But he's saying, look, are, are you overburdened? Are you being pressed? Are you being uh, pushed? Are you heavy laden? 
and he said to do something about it. He didn't just leave it like that. Now, uh, everybody can reach a place where you feel like this because the, the, the challenges of life uh, press on you. Uh, Jesus said, would you, can you skip down to John uh, 16, 33 and just, or 31 and just put that up there? Jesus answered them and said, do, do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, and now has come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. He's talking about what's about to happen. This is at the end uh, of his walk on earth. Verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He said, in the world you would have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That tribulation, that's pressure, that's, that's squeezing, that's, that's uh, squashing. That means stuff that's pressing on you and pressuring you. And Jesus said there would be that in the earth. He didn't say he's the cause of it. He said, you're going to have tribulation. In fact, he said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But he did say we would have it. He did say there would be the opportunity to have it. There would be, that would be in the world. But he also said to do something about it. He also said there is a way out. But, you know, when we're reading these verses in Matthew then, where he's talking about being overburdened, being pressed, uh, you will have the opportunity in this world for that to happen. I don't care how spiritual you are, the opportunity will come, and then it's a matter of what do we do with it. But don't think you're ever going to get to the point where you, the pressures of life just aren't going to hit you. That's not what the Word of God teaches. Jesus himself said there would be things that press on you. It's a matter of what we do with it. Amen? But, you know, sometimes people say, oh, this is hitting me. I, I can feel bad because it's hitting me. Don't feel bad that it's hitting you. Decide that we're going to do the right thing with it. But the pressures of life come to everybody. You know, Brother Hagen would say that. I, I've heard him say that uh, on recordings multiple times. He said, I don't know where people get the idea that if you walk after God, you're never going to have any pressure. He said, I certainly have not taught that, but what people get the idea, they get the idea if you believe and you walk in faith that you're never going to have any problems. That's not true. I, I know that you didn't want to say amen there. <laughs> but it's true whether you want to say amen or not. Um, the Apostle Paul had all kinds of issues come against him, but he overcame in every one. Jesus said there would be pressure on this earth. During this time of the year, there's, I mean, we live in this crazy world right now, but I mean, it just ramps up. You just got, there's more stuff during this time where there's just pressure. Uh, just because you sense pressure or you have a challenge arise in your life doesn't mean you're missing God. It just means you're walking in this realm. Now, when you feel the pressure, is the determination of what you believe. What do you do with the pressure? Because the world says there's nothing we can do. They'll go to people, they'll go to figure, try to figure out what can we do, or they'll just throw their hands up and yell or cry or just, I can't do anything. There's pressure comes to everybody. 
but it's a matter of what we're going to do with it. Jesus said, are you, are you overburdened? Are you being pushed? Are you being pressured? And he said, come to me. Come to me. And he, then he said, I'll, I'll do something with it. I'll, you know, you have to cooperate with him, but he said, I'll cause you to rest. What if you come to him? But the enemy can say, well, you're missing it. You know, you're feeling pressure, so that means you're in the wrong place. You're doing the wrong thing. Not necessarily. Satan will try to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. He is called the God of this world. He'll try to push on you and bring pressure to you. But we have an opportunity uh, to act on what God said in His Word and go through in spite of the pressure. Verse 28, let's read um, Matthew eleven twenty-eight again. I want to bring out something. Let's read it in the, the Amplified. It said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. He said he would do that. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Notice that what he said there. Take my yoke upon you. You know, a yoke is a mechanism to join two animals together so that they can do work together. So that you're going in the same direction. You know, two yoke of oxen. They're, they're joined so that those two uh, oxen or four, whatever, as they're moving forward, they're doing it as one rather than, you know, two or four or, or however many together. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. That means he is with you in it, number one. He said, take my yoke. You know, so we say, uh, Jesus is our Lord. Okay, that means you're going where he would have you to go. And it say here, he said, take my yoke upon you, which means he's right next to you. He's got this with you. Now, he's the one that's going to do the heavy lifting. Because he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle. He said, gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, you will find rest. He just said, you know, take my yoke upon you, but you'll find rest when you're doing that. When you are working with Him and doing what He called you to do, when you take His yoke upon you, there's rest. He said, rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quiet for your soul. That when you're hooked up with Him, doing what He would have you to do, there, then there's going to be these things. Now, he didn't say, of course, there's pressure, there's trouble, but he said if we're doing what he's called us to do, then there's, also, there's rest. He said there's relief and ease and refreshment and recreation. Does that sound like being overburdened? Does that sound like being, you know, completely anxious? No, it's, it's, it's a peaceful picture. It's a restful picture. He said this is what happens when you're yoked up with me. Verse 30, for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good. And he said, my yoke is not harsh, hard, sharp, 
pressing. He said, my yoke is not harsh, hard, sharp, pressing. That's, when, when we're starting to feel that, we know that's not him. You have pressure and stuff, but you can feel different things in the pressure. If it feels like hard and sharp, pressing, harsh, then you know that's not him. It said, it's, he's not these things. His yoke is not those things, but it's comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. My burden is light and easy to be borne. So I want to ask you a question this morning. To whom or to what are we yoked? Because if we're feeling a lot of pressure and we're feeling like we're, you know, just overwhelming, then what are we yoked with? In other words, what is pulling us? What is driving us? Are we letting something else besides the yoke of Jesus, in other words, His path, His plan, are we letting something else besides those things actually bring us forward? Because when, when we're doing something besides Him, we'll experience these negative things. But when we're actually taking His yoke, then we will experience these good things. Anytime we let something or someone other than the Lord lead us, it will not be restful and peaceful. Now, we've all experienced it. We've all been in a place where it felt like things were, were pressing and crushing. That's what literally that tribulation word means. It's just a crushing, pressing, pressing push. We, we know what that feels like. There's so much of it in the world. But when... That, that, that tribulation comes, but what do we experience with it? Jesus said if we're hooked up with Him, we won't experience the sharpness and the harshness, the pressing that, that the world does, but we'll experience something else because we're hooked up with Him. But anytime we start getting hooked up with something else, we can ex start experiencing the negative things. You realize you can be hooked up with God and be going with Him, but then jump in and all of a sudden be going with something else, and now you're starting to feel anxious, but then if you get right back into what God's doing, you can be surrounded with stuff. We're not talking about circumstance. You can be surrounded with circumstance. You can be surrounded with pressure. You can be in you know, pressurized situations. You can face challenges. Jesus said we're going to face challenges. There's challenges in the world. But what are we experiencing on the inside? You can have a challenge in front of you, but still be at rest. Amen? When we are out of peace and rest, it is a sure sign that we've traded the Lord's yoke for something else. At that point, and say you, you're not a Christian, didn't say you jump ship, just mean at that point, something else is pushing you and bringing you on, and you're not experiencing rest. Anytime we experience that, you know what we want to do a lot of times? We want to start pointing at the circumstance. We want to start pointing at people. Well, this made me... If we get out of peace, you know what's happening? We're off. Might as well say amen. It's true. Because Jesus said, if, you, if you're hooked up with me, there's, all, there's rest, there's all this goodness there, Right? 
So if we're not, if we don't experience it, that, and, and we've all done it, I'm not pointing any fingers, anytime any of us yielded to the wrong thing and started going the wrong thing, we started getting out of, out of peace and we started getting out of rest and we're, you know, we want to look at something else and point the finger and blame something. But the truth is, if we're out of peace, we're not in the right place. So if we'll get back into rest, then we'll be able to see clearly for the rest of it. So many times we try to start moving other stuff and and be like, well, this is the cause, this is the cause, this is the cause, when really, uh, if we'll just get back into seeing things the way God sees it, make sure that we're just hooked up with the Lord, then we're in the right place, We're, we're moving forward with Him, and we'll experience peace. Let's look at Luke 10, 38. Actually, let's go to Psalm 127 first, then we'll go to, we'll go to Luke. Luke 10, or excuse me, Psalm, Psalm uh, 127. It says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays in awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. In the NLT it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives His loved ones, or God gives rest to His loved ones. Does that sound like His yoke that we read about? It's light. It's easy. He's saying here, it's useless for you to just work so hard. You're uptight. You're saying, how are we going to do it? How are we going to make this happen? And, And just... Um, anxious and out of rest. He said that's useless. Unless the Lord builds the house, it's worthless. It's useless. He said unless the Lord protects the city, you can guard it with centuries. You can guard it with armed guards. It's not going to do any good. It's useless for you to work so hard from early morning to late night. In other words, you're just trying to do everything you can out of peace, it says anxiously working for food to eat. That means you don't know if you're going to have enough. You don't know if you're going to be, uh, have everything you need. It says, for God gives rest to his loved ones. He gives rest to those that are hooked up with him. There is rest in him. There is peace in him. When we're working with him and hooked up with him, then there's rest. And so many times when we're doing Another thing, we may call it our own thing, may be driven by something else or somebody, or we're hooked up with something else, uh, that's not what the Lord is doing, then that causes anxiety, that causes stress. 
And that's why we need then to ask ourselves, what am I yoked up with at this point? What am I doing? What, what am I yielding to? Let's look at Luke 10, 38. Verse 38 says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, Jesus, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Verse 40, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. Verse 41, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So you have these sisters, Mary and Martha, which Jesus got to know well, and Jesus is going to their house. And, uh, you know, in her house, and, and He's teaching Martha is getting all the stuff done. In verse 4, it says, Martha was distracted with much serving. So she's distracted. She's busy. She is getting stuff done. She's doing things, but she's obviously stressed about it. Verse 40 says, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him, Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So in light of what we read in, in, in Matthew about the yoke, the, the, the yoke of the Lord, it is not hard. It's easy and it said his burden is light. Martha, she is stressed. Jesus himself is in their house, and she is running around distracted, stressed, and she thinks she has to do what she's doing. But it's bringing stress. Now, like we said, there's stress in the world, but she's stressed with Jesus right there. Jesus is literally in the same house, whether or not he's in the same room, and she is running around doing something else, not a bad thing, serving, making food, that's not a bad thing, but she's doing something, but it's, it's what she's doing. She's, she's stressed about it. It's not the thing, it's how she's going about it. She's obviously, she's out of peace. You don't, she's, she's making food anxiously. She's making food stressed. She's not, she's not doing it at peace, and this is what she's supposed to do, and Jesus is here, and isn't it wonderful, and we're doing the work of God, and he, you know, it's nothing like that. It is, I am stressed out about getting this done for Jesus. Does sound familiar, ever? She's doing something that's legitimate. That's good, that could be a blessing, but she is stressed, so she is off. Did you hear me? 
Doesn't matter that she's maybe doing the right thing. Yeah, but this is, I'm making food. We have to have food. Let's read a little bit further. Is that true? We don't know. It says, Lord, do you not, verse 40, Lord, do you not care? So she goes to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. She's mad to Jesus. So just to stop there, she is frustrated enough that she goes and interrupts Jesus and what he's saying so that he can, she can tell him to tell her sister to help and she thinks she's right. And she's stressed about it. And Jesus, we're talking about, you know, that what God gives us and what Jesus, Jesus' yoke is easy, His burden is light. She is interrupting Jesus to get somebody to help her with doing what she thinks Jesus wants her to do. And so verse 41, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, are you, you are worried and troubled about many things. So he, he says, you're looking at the wrong thing. You're troubled. Therefore, you're... He's not implying that that's a good thing. You are troubled, you know, worried and troubled about many things. Good job. I know it's tough. I know there's a lot of food. You're worried and troubled, but just get it done. And then that's not what he said. He's saying... You're worried and troubled about many things, verse 42, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. He said one thing is needed, which would correspond to the one thing, if we are looking at our lives, the one thing that we're supposed to be doing at any given time. Do you know at one, any given time there's one thing you're supposed to be doing? I know we try to multitask, but I'm saying there's one focus. That'll help somebody right there. I know we have to take care of multiple things, but we have to, we have to um, say, God, what would you want me to do? It is the, are, are certain things that are causing anxiety and stress, am I supposed to be doing it? Is it actually your yoke? Because if it's bringing stress and it's bringing anxiety, it's either the wrong thing or I'm looking at the right thing wrong. But either way, if I'm stressed out about it and I have unrest and anxiety, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I know that. So I have to go back and say, Lord, what's your yoke? What, what? Okay, I'm, I'm experiencing all this, this stress and anxiety. That's not you. So what is it? Number one, am I even supposed to be doing this? Whatever it is. Because... Tribulation pressure will come regardless, but you don't need it when you're not even supposed to be doing it in the first place. Why, you know, one of the things of management is uh, ask yourself the question when you're trying to figure out how to get something done. First question is, should we do it? Because if you just, if you don't, you know, how is the most efficient way to get this done? How can we do this the cheapest? The cheapest way sometimes is don't do it. The most efficient way is we're not going to do it. Just cut out all the time right there, all the time planning, all the time executing, all the time coordinating. 
all that. Not worth doing. Boom. So you're going to have challenges anyway. You don't need challenges for something you're not supposed to do. Who needs that? Nobody needs that. So we, first thing is, Lord, is this, is this your yoke? Is this something I'm supposed to do? Because if I'm, if I'm getting stressed about something and I'm pushing, and it's something that I brought on because I thought I had to do it, but I don't really have to do it, Martha's assuming she's got to do this thing. Jesus has, in different places, he fed thousands of people with a little bit. Maybe she doesn't have to cook anything this day. We don't know. But she's assuming, I got to do this, and she is stressed about it enough that she's saying uh, her sister needs to help. Well, you don't need any help doing the wrong thing that you don't need to be doing anyway. You know, we're pushed, and so we think other people need to help us, or why aren't they caring this much about what's pushing on us? Well, maybe we don't need to do it at all. But number two, so we need to ask, is, is, this, is this you, Lord? Is this something? I think it's important. I think it's something that I, you know, maybe we should do, but maybe you don't. And if you don't, then we just lay it down and say, we're not going to do it. But then number two, if we're supposed to do it, it's still no excuse to be stressed about it then how am I looking at it? Am I looking at it wrong? If I'm stressed about something that I'm actually supposed to be doing, then I'm not looking at it like God does because Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, so what, what am I doing then? Maybe I'm trying to do it wrong. Maybe I'm trying to do it versus Him doing it with me. You know, yoke, He is yoked up with me. Maybe I'm trying to pull in a different direction and going like this, and he's just, you know, and it's causing, you know, everything to hurt because I'm trying to go something, do something that he's not telling me to do. So I'm trying to, I'm going in the right direction, but, you know, I'm, I'm moving around and making it difficult. He said his yoke is easy. So Martha is stressed. We get on Martha's case, but every one of us has been in a similar boat somehow, some way. So there's no point in throwing any stones or being critical when we see an example. We're reading this so that we can learn what to do and what not to do. So she's saying, Lord, don't you, don't you care that my, my sister has left me alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Well, God's not, Jesus is not going to tell her to help if it's not something she's supposed to be doing. Verse 41, then Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing we're supposed to be doing, and Mary has chosen that good part. It won't be taken away from her. In other words, Mary's doing what she's supposed to be doing. And she's just sitting and listening to Jesus at this time. At this point, that's what she's doing. And Martha is stressed about it. Martha's stressed about getting it done. Martha's stressed about maybe how the timing of everything. Doesn't, doesn't understand how we're going to get it done. 
But she's obviously not looking at the right thing. And when we get out of rest and out of peace, no matter what, we're not looking at the right thing. We've lost. It doesn't mean we weren't looking in the right thing last week. It means now we're not looking at the right thing. It means we let something slip. We, we looked at, we're starting to get distracted because pressure can distract you. Pressure can start to push you to where you're, you're, you, you were walking in peace, but now the pressure is trying to get you out of what God is doing or get you to focus on the wrong thing in, in spite of the fact that you're in doing actually the right thing, but get you to focus on the wrong thing. That causes stress. That causes pressure. I mean, the pressure it causes the anxiety in the pressure. But there is, there is a way to walk in what God has called us to do, hook up with His yoke, hook up with His plan, hooked up with what He has for us, and still be in rest, even if there are things that are difficult, even if there are things that are pressured, we can still walk through it in rest, we can still walk through it in peace, we can still walk through it victoriously, even if the pressure is there. Hebrews 4, verse 1. Walking with God and walking in His purposes and His plan and looking at it correctly is going to bring rest. But it's not automatic. Hebrews 4, 1 says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, talking about in general, he's talking about the Israelites entering rest, and we're talking about you know, being in him in general, but this applies to what we're talking about too. Therefore, since there remain, a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my, my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 3, for we who have believed do enter that rest. We who believe enter rest. So you believe God. You believe what He is doing. You believe that He is there. You believe what Jesus said, that you'll have tribulation in this world, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. You believe that God is there, that God is good, that God's plan is restful. Doesn't mean it's always easy. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And all the adjectives that we use to describe, it's not harsh, it's not hard. It's not sharp, it's not pressing, but it's comfortable, gracious, pleasant. You believe those things. You look to Him. You draw close to Him. You come to Him if you're burdened. And so as you believe, then you enter into His rest. And this is a process. This is a continuation, continual thing. You can be in rest, but you can get pulled out if you start looking at the wrong thing. Start 
you know, not believing, start thinking you have to do any number of things, you start getting into turmoil. It's a sure sign that we're letting the wrong thing drive us, lead us, bring us on. We're yoked up with the right thing, wrong thing. So we have to come back, look to Him, believe Him, and then we'll move forward in rest. We all live, in, we live in this fallen world. We're on a mission from God as Christians. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what we're doing here in the earth right now. But there, 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 it is a fallen world and there are challenges. So in the middle of that, we're going to have to push back and push through, push back on, on pressures, push through challenges, in order to stay in his rest. It's not going to be autopilot. Automatically. And if we start getting out of rest, it's a sure sign that we're starting to, to get out of what he said actually to do. It's like, you know, it's one of, it's like you're, um, you have several gauges on your, in your, on your dashboard in your car. And one of those is, you know, you have a fuel gauge. Now they come in different ways, you know, different, they look different now, but you know, like my cars, they got an F at the top and an E at the bottom, and you know, the, the little needle goes up and down based on how much fuel you have in the tank. And I know, we were just talking about this yesterday, if the yellow light comes on, I still know I have some miles left. You know, in my one vehicle, it just, the light would come on, and after a while, I still know, I got about two gallons left, you know, if I get this many miles to the gallon, I got this much. And, you know, in my newer car, it tells me, you got this many miles left based on how you've been driving, you got 50 miles left or whatever. Well, that can be a good thing, that can be a bad thing. You know, you just, you know, I can push it a little further. You don't want to want to push it to zero. I, I mean, I kind of doubt that it's actually going to be out, out, out of fuel at zero because that's not a good thing, and I, you know people are going to push that. So I don't know. I haven't tested it, but I think when it gets zero, you probably still have a little more because they know people are going to be like, oops, I almost, and then they don't, you don't want the bad circumstance. But I don't know that. I'm not a mechanic. Don't take my word for it, and it's your responsibility if you go past zero <laughs> in your car. Not a mechanic. But that gauge is supposed to show you how much fuel you have in the tank, and you know if the tank starts getting low, you need to do something. You need to go down to the gas station and fill it up. Well, our rest and peace is kind of like that. If you get out of rest, you know there's something you're getting off. You need to do something. And if you think, well, God, help me. Just do it for me. Take this away, that may not be the, thing, the right thing. It's, it's not that he's doing stuff. If, we, if we're out of peace and out of rest, we need to know, we need to get back into rest so that we can see what to do. Because if you think it just needs to be removed, whatever it is, that, it may be that you're going through a challenge, you're going to get to the other side, it's not God doing it. But it's just something, you're in the will of God, you're doing what you need to do, and if you think somehow, I need, you're out, of, you're out of peace, so this needs to change, if you're out of peace, you can't see clearly enough to know that. 
You're, you don't make good decisions, wise decisions, when you're, when you're out, of, out of peace. You may think somebody else needs to move. Something else needs to happen. This needs to go away. This needs to come up. But if you're out of peace, you can't see clear enough. It's like, you know, you got goggles on and it's all fogged up and you're given orders. It's like, take your goggles off first. Now you can see what to do. And you know what? The enemy will push trying to get you riled up because, you know, you make stupid decisions when you're like that. Could have said amen there too, but I, I don't blame you for not saying it. Everybody's thinking, yeah, just, that's right. First-hand witness of that. Now, we're not going to glorify what the devil's done, but regardless of what happened in the past, we know we didn't have to do certain things and we can see more clearly to go forward. Well, if we're getting out of rest, we ought to say, look, all right, Lord, I'm taking something I shouldn't here one way or another. Maybe the problem is, you know, I'm in the right place doing the right thing. There's something, but I'm taking too much responsibility. I'm looking at this wrong. I got to get to where I'm centered up and then we'll go forward because I know your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. You said that there's rest there. You said if I'm overburdened to come to you and you will cause me to rest. So if I'm feeling that, what do I need to do? Run back to him. Lord, I'm feeling overburdened. Okay, what do I need? Run back to you. And you said you'll give me rest because that's where I need to be so I can go forward. Need to be in rest. Don't need, maybe there's just certain things we need to drop. Maybe there's certain things we need to do different, but we need to see clearly in order to do that. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Now it's talking specifically about the law and not being, getting back in, under the law, but this applies. Look, the, look at the language. You have give, been given liberty. You've been given peace. And uh, the yoke of, of the Lord Jesus is light. It's easy. He said it, it's, it's not hard. It's not pressing. It's not going to drive you. It's not going to stress you out. And he said we've been made free. And he said don't be entangled again with a yoke of Bondage. That means you can be entangled with something that's actually bringing you in the wrong direction and it's actually bondage. It's not peaceful. It's not light. It's not easy. It's hard and it's pressing and it's pushing and it's driving. And some people think that's God. Religion says that's God. It's not God. We just read what Jesus said. Let Jesus... Uh, he. Let the word of God and the words of what Jesus said uh, be the truth and not men's opinions. He said, if you're hooked up with me, it's not hard. Think about G Jesus not stressed out all the time. In the middle of him going through the hardest part of his life when he's going to the cross, yes, he was pressed, but he, said, he still pushed forward and went through it. So inside... He's pressing forward. He's not, he didn't let it push him off. He went to the Lord. He went to God. He said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Not my will, but your will be done. But he's going forward. We need to be hooked up with what he's doing and not, put in, not getting hooked up with what something else is trying to press us to do.
Let's look at this finally, Philippians 4, 11. Philippians 4, 11. This is the Apostle Paul. He said, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Just notice that. Whatever state I am, I'm, I'm content. I didn't say I'm jumping up and down for it, but in whatever state I am, I'm content. Well, I'm at peace. I'm restful. I'm going to go. I'm okay, regardless of the circumstance. I'm going forward. Verse 12, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He's saying, I, I've, I've learned to go through the circumstance. That's not determining where I'm going. That's not determining the will of God. He's saying, there is challenges, but I've learned when I go through it, I'm still content. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul was following the Lord Jesus, and you know that he is walking in rest in contentedness, even when he is being pressed. But he said, I've learned to go through it. I've learned, even if the circumstance is challenging, even if there's something pushing, I've learned to be content. The Lord Jesus said, if you're feeling pushed, to come to me and I'm going to give you rest. See, if we go by just what the circumstance is, then we can get out of rest, but we need to get to the place, and we can through what uh, the Bible teaches us, We've all made mistakes in these areas, but we can come up where even if we're being pushed, we can still come to the Lord and be at rest and go forward. Verse 13, then that's the context that verse 13 was written in. He said, I've learned to be full, I've learned to be, uh, have be hungry, I've, been, uh, I've abounded, I've suffered need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do what God has hooked me up to do, what His yoke is, what when I'm walking with Him, when I am walking in His plan, I can do all things that He is strengthening me to do. Well, He would be strengthening me to do what He has actually asked me to do, and then even if there's pressure, I can still do it through His strength, and I can do it in rest, and I can do it in peace, because He's strengthening me. So if it's not something that I'm supposed to do, I cut that off. I realize I've become yoked up with something. You know you can be yoked up and be following something that looks good, but it's not the right thing for you. You can look at somebody else and go, well, that looks like a good idea. I'm going to do that. The problem is, if the Lord Jesus has you yoked up going this way, and, you're gonna, and then he's got somebody else going this way, you can't straddle that. And it becomes the wrong thing for you. If he's got you going this way and you're yoked up with him, but somebody else is yoked up this way, going this way, and you try to do what, well, that looks like a good idea. Well, you can't do that for other people. Well, that looks like a good idea. Oh, but that looks like a good idea. And that looks like a good, and you see all these yokes going all this different way. They may be yoked up with Jesus. They may be doing the right thing, but it's not the right thing for you. 
And if you try to get going, that, going in that direction now, you're, out of, you're stressed out. You don't know how. You're, you're getting uh, mad at people. You're out of rest because God never asked you to do it. But if, so if you realize that, there might be something you just cut off. But when it is something He has called you to do, now He, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you to do what He called you to do and to be hooked up with His yoke because His yoke is easy. His burden is light for you. So you can be in rest. No matter what your part and whatever He's called you to do, that yoke, you can know this. It's easy, and it's supposed to be restful for you doing that now. May change over time. You may say, well, but I was doing this five years ago. But what is he calling you to do today? Because that is restful. Do you, do you know that sometimes, you know, you're going, the yoke is going, and then it's changing, and you just want to keep going here because you're comfortable here. You can start getting stressed out because you're still trying to do this thing over here and God is saying do this. Maybe we just, but what we need to come back to is why, if I'm out of rest, if I'm anxious, God, I know what you have for me is, is restful. So I'm just going to come to you. I'll make sure that what it is that you have for me, that's what I'm doing because I know your will today is for me to be at rest. And if I'm not in rest, that's that gauge going, mm, look, do something, make a change, because that's not God's will for me. And then we just throw off. We, we, we refuse to be entangled with a yoke that's not restful, that's not peaceful, regardless of the pressure, regardless of the circumstance. We refuse to take it. We say, no, I don't care what's going on. I can do what God has called me to do, and that's restful, so I'm going to just stick to that. I'm not going to take anything else, and He'll help us can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen.